Hi, my name is Beth, and I am the host of the Seeking Light podcast. In a world that presents us with growth and challenges, there is tremendous light. And this podcast is a source of light through scriptural insights that I have gained through the years. Come join me as I share light in a world that can sometimes be confusing. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for jumping on again today and listening to my podcast. Um, you're not going to believe this, but today is April 17th. It's my brother Matt's birthday, but it's supposed to snow tonight where we live. That's crazy. Like We don't get snow like that. I know that I talked to you probably a lot about weather, but <laughs> it's because over where we live in Oregon, weather is very, it can affect your life. <laughs> so whenever there is sunshine and blue skies or rain or whatever, it kind of, you just adapt your life to what you need to do according to the rain or the clouds. And so I was kind of shocked last night when Matt told me it's supposed to snow here tonight. So we'll see what happens. Uh, this podcast, um, it's taken me a while to kind of process some of my thoughts and feelings. And to be honest with you, I don't necessarily have a complete, um, understanding or comprehension about the concept that I'm going to share with you. It's just something that's been on my mind for quite a while. Um, it came to my mind during a lesson where my friend Cindy pointed it out in relief society. And so from that time, I think about it frequently and I cross-reference scriptures and um, I try to see if I can understand a little bit more about this whole concept. Um, last week, I went to the temple uh, to do some temple work, and um, I kind of just took my time in processing some of these thoughts and feelings and scriptures. And so I'm sharing this podcast with you just more as you know, maybe it will spark a thought in your mind, or maybe you understand something, a concept, um, more than I'm understanding it, but maybe it will just spark something in you that you'll notice as you're reading your scriptures. So this concept is about healing versus being made whole. And, um, it starts off. If you go to Luke 17 in the new Testament, where you have these 10 lepers. So Jesus, he is going, he's in the midst of Samaria and Galilee, and he enters into a certain village. And there he meets 10 lepers. And these lepers stood afar off from Jesus, but they lifted up their voice and they said to him, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Okay. So 
these 10 lepers, they go to the priests and they are healed because it says that when that one leper saw that he was healed, he turned and fell back. And Jesus said, you know, were there not 10 healed? Where's the other nine? And Jesus says to this one leper that comes back to give thanks, he says, arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. So in addition to being healed, he was made whole. So then I began to think about some other scriptures that talk about the difference of being healed and being made whole. In Moroni chapter eight, verse eight, it says, listen to the words of Christ, your redeemer, your Lord, and your God. Behold, I came to the world, not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The whole need no physician, but they that are sick, therefore little children are whole or they are not capable of committing sin. So we know from the scriptures that little children are perfect and that that's why they don't need to be baptized until they're eight years old, accountable at that age, but they are made, they are perfect. And so they, as the scripture tells us that the, um, though those who are whole that are not sick need no physician, right? The whole need no physician, but they that are sick and then the children are whole. Okay. So then I was thinking about the savior when he, it comes to the Americas in the book of Mormon in third Nephi chapter 17, and he sees this multitude gathered together and they're in tears and they're at the temple and he was with them and they wanted him to stay a little bit longer. And so he tells them that, you know, my bowels are filled with compassion for you. And so if there are any of you that are sick, he says, bring them hither. He said, do you have any that are lame, blind, halt, or maimed or leprous or are withered or are deaf or that are afflicted in any manner, bring them hither and I will heal them for I have compassion upon you. My bowels are filled with mercy. So he tells them, bring anybody that's got an ailment and I'm, I will heal them. And then he says, I perceive that you desire that I should show unto you what I have done unto my brethren at Jerusalem, for I see that your faith is sufficient that I should heal you. And it came to pass that when he had thus spoken all the multitude with one accord, they go forth, they come with their sick and their afflicted, their maim and their lame, their blind, their dumb, and with all them that are afflicted in any manner. And he did heal them every one as they were brought forth unto him. So the savior heals all these people that come forth to him. But in verse 10, it says, and they did all, both they who had been healed and they who were whole bowed down at his feet and did worship him. And as many as could come to the multitude did kiss his feet and so much that they did bathe his feet with their tears. So what has stood out to me over time is that both they who were healed and they who were whole bowed down at his feet and worshiped him. So there again, you think about the lepers, the one, they all were healed, but the one who returned to give thanks was made whole because of his faith. Then you think of this third Nephi, he healed all these people, these physical issues, but he also said that there are those that were whole 
they came forth to worship. So I was sharing with Matt um, some of my thoughts about this and some scriptures and just talking to him about different feelings that I had. And he said, you know, he said, what stands out to me is that the healing portion is more of a physical matter and the becoming whole is more of a spiritual matter. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not a hundred percent sure because I think I need to keep studying. But if you think about it, those that are healed, like the lepers were healed of their leprosy. But the one who wanted to show gratitude to return and give thanks, he did an action. He showed a lot of faith. He was made whole. And then there are those that were at the temple waiting for the savior and being taught by him. And those with all the physical ailments were healed, but there were also those who were already whole that participated. So then it took me to, um, uh, scripture in Mark chapter five, it was from our, um, come follow me reading as of recent. And it starts off in Mark five, talking about a ruler of the synagogues. His name was Jarius and he sees Jesus. He falls down at his feet and he says, look, I have a little girl that's lying at the point of death. And will you come to her that she may be healed and she shall live? So Jarius is saying to the Savior, will you come and please heal my daughter? And Jesus went with Jarius. He follows Jarius. And then a whole bunch of people follow them. And it says that there was a throng behind him. And so in that throng, there's a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. And she had suffered many things of many physicians. And she had spent all the money that she had. And was nothing better, but rather grew worse. And when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and she touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straight away, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. So when she goes and she touches his garment, she feels that he, her body is healed of this issue of blood. And then Jesus, immediately knowing of himself that virtue had gone from him, he turned about to the crowd and he said, who touched my clothes? Now, remember, it tells you earlier that there was a throng of people. There were so many people following him, but yet he felt this change that virtue had left him and his disciples are like, there are so many people who, that are following you and you're asking us who touched you. Like, of course, everyone's touching you. They're all over, you know? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing that it was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her daughter, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Okay. So she knows in her heart that she, if she can go to Jesus and she can just touch him, she will be healed. And here again, he tells her, Thy faith hath made thee whole. So there was an action that she did on a spiritual level of having this 
huge faith that if she could just touch the garment of his clothes, she would be healed. She had already had doctors who worked on her. She spent money to try to fix this and nothing worked. So here again, points out that these physical ailments being healed of those, but to be made whole seems to me as if it's more of a spiritual matter. Now, if we go to the book of Enos, uh, we know about Enos, right? Jacob Enos. Enos is Jacob's son. And Jacob goes to have a wrestle, which I had before God. So he goes out to hunt and he wants to receive a remission of his sins. So when he's out hunting the beasts in the forest, he remembers the words that his father Jacob said concerning eternal life and joy of the saints. And this all sunk deep into his heart. So his soul, Enos's soul really hungered and thirsted to receive remission of his sins and be forgiven. And so he prays and he supplicates the Lord with his whole soul. And he does it all day long and all night. And when the night comes, so he, well, I should say he goes into the night. He does it all day and into the night. And when it comes, he raises his voice even higher to the heavens, right? And there comes a voice to Enos and it says, Enos, thy sins are forgiven thee and thou shalt be blessed. And he said, I knew that God could not lie. Wherefore my guilt was swept away. And I said, Lord, how is it done? And he said unto me, because of thy faith in Christ, whom thou hast never before heard nor seen and many years pass away before he shall manifest himself in the flesh. Wherefore go to thy faith hath made thee whole. Now it came to pass that when I had heard these words, I began to feel a desire for the welfare of my brethren, the Nephites. Wherefore I did pour out my whole soul unto God for them. Okay, so here's Enos going out there to hunt, remembers the words of his fathers, begins to pray for remission of his sins. And again, this kind of fits that whole concept and idea that Matt shared with me that the healing part is more of a physical level. And the whole part is on a spiritual level. And Enos, he wanted to feel a remission of his sins, a spiritual um, kind of healing in a way. And the spiritual, the savior says to him, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Okay. Are y'all staying with me? (laughs) This is how my weird brain works. So I hope you understand. (laughs) Okay. Now there's another story that I want to share with you from Matthew chapter 15. Okay. And, um, there's this woman of Canaan. She came out of the same coast and cried at him saying, have mercy on me. O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. So here, this woman, she has a daughter, she has a devil, and she's asking the Lord to help her. But Jesus doesn't answer her. And the disciples came and besought him saying, send her away for she crieth after us. So the disciples are like, would you tell her to leave? She's just, she's crying. She's asking us to do these things. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. 
So even though his disciples said, send her away, get rid of her. She comes to him and says, help me, help me. And he answers and said, is it not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs? And so she says, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. So she's saying, look, even if it's the crumbs, they'll eat it. Like, I'll take, please help me, whatever it is, I just need help. And then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. And Jesus departed thence and came nigh into the Sea of Galilee and went up into the mountain and sat down there. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Okay, so these scriptures are so close together, because here you have this mother that is saying her daughter is vexed with a devil, an evil spirit, and she's asking him to help her. And she doesn't give up. She shows this tremendous faith. And because she is so persistent and has so much faith, the Lord says to her, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole that very hour. So here her daughter is struggling on a spiritual level because Satan, I mean, an evil, a devil, a vexed with the devil is obviously altering her, especially on a spiritual level. So here the savior makes her whole again, spiritually, but then he leaves and he goes up into the crowds and they bring him their lame, blind, dumb, maimed and others, and they cast him at his feet and he heals them. So these scripture verses again, show us this difference. And again, I'm just in the process and it'll take years, I'm sure to really understand the difference between being made whole and being healed. So one thing that I've noticed with every story I've read or everything that comes to my mind about being made whole versus being healed is that faith is a major component of being made whole. So I thought I would share with you a few quotes about faith that I thought were really powerful. The first one is from Elder Suarez and it's press forward with unwavering faith. And this is what he said. Mortal life is a period of testing where we will be proven to see if we will do all things that the Lord, our God shall command us. This will require unwavering faith in Christ, even in times of great difficulty. It will require that we press forward with steadfastness and faith in Christ, being led by the spirit and trusting that God will provide for our needs. Okay. So again, the component that I saw with the leper, with the mother, with the woman with that virtue left out of her and with Enos was that their faith made them whole, go thy way. So in life, it is going to require a lot of faith from us to be steadfast in Christ and be led by the spirit. President Nelson said to do anything well requires effort. Becoming a true disciple of Jesus Christ is no accepting exception. Increasing your faith and trust in him takes effort. So the thing that I noticed about each of these stories is that there was a lot of effort put into 
their 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 time of becoming made whole by Jesus. So the leper, he didn't just leave after he was healed. He turned around and went back and thanked the Lord, right? The woman that went to the crowd to find Jesus, to touch his garment, she did an act. She, she made effort. She did something to try to be healed and trusted and faith, had faith that Christ could do that for her. The mother who has daughter was vexed with a devil. She acted by not stopping. She was persistent. She made effort to say, Jesus, please help me. Even though your disciples want me to go, even though he said, you know, about do dogs eat crumbs off the, you know, off the table on the ground. I mean, what? Yes, they do. You know, don't they? Isn't this what, um, you know, help me find an answer, find a solution. And then also, um, the, uh, Enos, he went out to hunt and that takes great effort. And in that process, he wanted to wrestle with God about his standing. Did he receive a remission of his sins? And in that process, it took all day and into the night. So there's this effort that is part of the becoming whole. Um, so I want to read you another quote. The great, your great faith is like muscles that get stronger and bigger the more you exercise them, but they are already inside of you. So faith is exercising our muscles to grow so that they don't atrophy. It's that acting, it's repenting. It's the process of becoming whole. In a talk called Increasing Our Faith, it says faith is a gift from God, but we must nurture our faith to keep it strong. Faith is like a muscle. If exercised, it grows strong. If left immobile, it becomes weak. So then again, here's that whole concept of the muscle. And then Elder Juan Pablo Viara of the 70s said, just as reading and learning about muscles is not good enough to build a muscle, reading and learning about faith without adding action is insufficient to build faith. So before I end today with my, this last quote, maybe there are some scriptures that you've seen that you've looked at that show somebody that's been made whole versus those that were healed. And as I think over time and the, the thought that Matt shared with me that being healed is a physical thing and becoming whole is a spiritual matter. It's interesting to me that everyone that was made whole, it was because of their faith. And so my desire is to increase my faith. Um, faith that God is completely aware of me and that I need to act in accordance with the teachings of the Savior to move forward and have complete confidence that um, my prayers will be answered according to God's will. So this is a talk by Matthew Carpenter. And in this quote, this is what he said. My brothers and sisters, God is our loving father in heaven. 
he has given all power and knowledge to his beloved son, Jesus Christ. Because of him, all mankind will one day be healed of every physical ailment forever. See, there's that thing again about the physical being tied to the healing. Because of the atonement of Jesus Christ, if we choose to repent and turn our hearts fully to the Savior, he will heal us spiritually. That healing can begin immediately. The choice is ours. Will we be made whole? I testify that Jesus Christ paid the price so that we can be made whole, but we must choose to take the healing medicine he offers. Take it today. Do not delay. So think about it. Accept the price that was paid for us by the Savior to be made whole and let us heal, heal, let him heal us, let him heal us of our physical elements and the things that we struggle with. So we, uh, we can go become more like him and in that process become whole. Thank you so much for listening. I hope all of you have a great week. I am so grateful that you listened to my latest podcast. Please share these episodes with your family and friends. I look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.